whatever our discomforts are, Jesus sent the disciples out in power and authority and his idea to take away their stave, which was their protection, to take away the script, which was their, their money purse or their leftover bag, to take away their food, to take away their money, to take away their coats, where they'll be cold in those Mediterranean nights, was taking away all of their comforts while they were operating in ministry to teach them that you don't necessarily have to be comfortable to fulfill a call. The Apostolic Visionaries' main mission is to exercise and grow the God-given calling that each and every one of us has on our lives. It's a podcast where aspiring people of God can delve into their callings with the understanding of purpose and vision. I'm your host, Annika Simone, and I'm so glad that you've joined us for another episode of The Apostolic Visionary. Hello and welcome back to The Apostolic Visionary. It has been a while, folks, but... We are back and we are here with a very special guest. I'm here with Brother Cornelius Williams and his wife. I've been in West Monroe doing an internship at Souls Harbor UPC and he's been here having a revival with us. So I was like wanting to take the opportunity just to have him and talk with him, have him share his thoughts. So Brother Williams, we all know you as this conference speaker, revivalist, evangelist, uh, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> but <laughs> I want you to share your heart and how you got here from the ground up. You came and you gave us an outreach seminar talking about your bus ministry experience, things of that nature. So if you could just expose that to everyone else, that would yes. be great. Well, Sasanika, thank you for having us um, on, on the podcast. My wife is here. Yep, she's here, and it's that's awesome for me because she's rarely on podcast episode yeah. with me. Um, but she definitely volunteered me to be the spokesman today. She yes. said, "She said I'll do the podcast with you, but we're gonna you you can be the spokesman." So, <laughs> but um, no, we we are we're excited to be a part uh, of revival here, and obviously your podcast. We support uh, young people in their ministries. And uh, really, it's really inspiring to see a young person taking the initiative to do a podcast. Thank um, you so much. There's so many podcasts uh, that are that are being promoted within the apostolic ranks. Really, really good uh, content. But most of them are preachers. Yeah. Most of them are pastors. Married people. Married, yeah. and they, they there's different levels of experience. So I think it's really really neat to, for a young person, uh, a single young person that's in college in that matriculation that period of life where you're still finding your place in ministry um and still developing that and i think it's pretty pretty cool thank you so, um, much. so appreciate thank that. you for having us on um for us i think we uh as a as a couple have had a, a very unique path to ministry uh, ministry looks different for everybody uh, and for us our formative years as a young couple, we were uh, newlyweds. Mm-hmm. We were newlyweds. Uh, how 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 long have we been married, baby? Mm-hmm. We moved to Baton Rouge, I believe, right. seven months. Mm-hmm. Seven months. It was seven months that we were newlyweds. We had recently moved to a new church, mm-hmm. uh, embarking on a new journey as a young couple. But little did we know, we were embarking on a 
New Journey as uh, a new ministry. Yeah. And so we uh, quickly became enthroned in the church. Uh, my wife uh, is an incredible pianist. She's, she's an incredible pianist. Uh, and I was a drummer, and so we, we got involved with the music ministry yeah. pretty early. Um, and in addition to that, our home church, uh, Life Tabernacle in Baton Rouge, was a bus ministry evangelistic geared church. So right. bus ministry, Sunday school. And so uh, she and I started, a bu- we had a bus route um, where we, would, we had an area in the city that we were responsible for, responsible for knocking doors, outreach, inviting, getting them to come, getting them on the bus, and then ultimately we end up being the Sunday school teachers in the young, in the young men's class. So it was good to have her in there cracking the whip on those boys. I oh, tell you, yeah. <laughs> that offers a different yeah, it, that was yeah, it's different, you know. Uh, and so it was very very unique. And so uh, people that see us publicly now. Uh, may not be privy to our formative years uh, or the formation years of our ministry. And ultimately, I will say ministry, uh, most most importantly in a primal sense, is where you are fruitful in the kingdom of God presently. Mm-hmm. People say, oh, I can't wait till I have a ministry. And they look and foresight down the road. They're yeah. like, I, one day I'm going to be, one day I'm going to be a Sunday school teacher. One day I'm going to be a missionary. One day I'm going to be preacher, evangelist, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's there's an internal aspiration to something that is futuristic. But most most people miss the momentary significance of the ministry in the now. And so when we were we would my wife and I we would teach home Bible studies. We were in people's homes every week. Mm-hmm. As a couple sitting down with families, we taught one family at least um, how many years? At least three years. At least three years, we were in a in a home with one family, teaching them every week, going you know answering questions. I mean, how many people are really devoted to teaching a Bible study for three years? Not many people, but that is the that is what discipleship yeah. is. Um, to make a disciple, it takes time, um, and so we learned early on that the greatest gift that we have as young ministry was the gift of time. Mm. We would spend our time knocking doors in the heat, mm-hmm. in Louisiana heat. Like yeah. every, everywhere else in the country says they have heat. They don't have heat until right. they've lived you know, into Louisiana the, the like humid. The armpit. Yeah, <laughs> armpit, literally. literally. The, 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 the humidity, the, 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 the moisture. Yeah. It's reminiscent of an armpit, literally. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's on you. It's just nasty, disgusting. And we're knocking doors, uh, knocking in apartments. We would try to knock. We would average, try, we'll try to hit at least 100 to 150 uh, doors in apartment complex every time we would go. But we would take kids to get snow cones, and we would go to McDonald's. Yeah. And it was literally everything but what people think ministry is. Yeah, We were... Hot piling kids in our cars and and spending time with them um, and and to me as a young man uh, we were 23 years old when we became assistant pastors mm-hmm. at the church which is mind blowing to think about you're almost 19 you said mm-hmm. so I can't imagine me being 23 and you and being an assistant pastor and youth pastor yeah 
But but what we learned, yeah, what we learned was ministry is really is really about uh, your sincere depth to do something for God now. Yeah, it's ultimately what it boiled mm-hmm. down to. And so, um, yeah, I, I see, I can see um, the allurance and, and the attractiveness of preaching conferences and meetings. Yeah. But ultimately, for us. What you're doing right now is a ministry. That's mm-hmm. people. Yeah, that one-on-one engagement. Wiping the tables. Yeah, just clean. The floor, like. I promise you, I've 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 had more joy and having Bible, Bible yeah. teaching Bible studies, sitting down with somebody, and it's somewhere. It's so like you get in touch with people in a different way. Like yes. It's a personal connection. Yes. Getting yes. on their level and stuff. What people people aspire to is ministry. Um, it's not ministry. I think the one-on-one yeah. engagement. Um, my wife will tell you this. She's not a she's not a, a big talker, but I've watched her one-on-one with people, like connect with young one-on-one. young. Listen, one-on-one. she's she's a tight person. If we go to a church and we're evangelizing, and there are some women in the church say, "Hey, sis, you want to go shopping?" Oh, you, she will go shopping with you. Hey, that's that's fellowship. Yeah, that is, is engagement. Yeah. I mean, how many? Pastors' wives. You have yes. In those moments right. of fellowship, are so like you can edify somebody. Yeah. Yes, and 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 this is not derogatorily, but the opportunity that a saint would have the chance to speak one on one, personal level with ministry, and it, really get to know them, really you know? yeah. is really exactly. a powerful deal. And so we try to engage mm-hmm. ourselves and throng ourselves with the the introspection of the ministry with people personally engaging with them. Yeah. Um, behind the pulpit is only one facet of a ministry, but it's right. not the completeness yeah. of ministry. Like how you got there is a whole different yeah. aspect. Yeah. Wow. So that's pretty much how we started mm-hmm. um, and where we are now. It looks a whole lot differently, but those formative years and, and what made us definitely is a big part of who we are. Uh, it's a big part of our being, and so um, now we're re- we're really grateful, really mm-hmm. grateful for where God has brought us. Mm-hmm. Really, really grateful. Um, there's something there's something uh, that a lot of a lot of people um, don't don't think about, and I'll give you an opportunity for more questions. But um, it's it's the idea that when we are saved, when we find salvation. The Bible is explicitly clear that before the promise of the Holy Ghost was ever given in Acts 2, Jesus told us in Acts 1 and 8, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses. Being a witness is different than witnessing. Yeah. Witnessing is conversational. Uh, witnessing is vocal, the act of proclaiming. But being, be a witness is, it is embodied in character. Right. And so we try, my wife and I, we try to be evangelistic, revivalistic, ministerial witnesses. We try to be good example um, to young people, good example to the believers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people miss. Uh, I think people see more of who you are behind the pulpit than they see behind, from from behind the pulpit than they see in the pulpit. Mm. 
the average sermon is probably 45 minutes to an hour of time yeah. that someone is visibly seeing a ministry. But 45 minutes to an hour is a small part of your day yeah. as a person. And so who you are outside of ministry, outside of the pulpit, a, a formative setting is way more revealing yeah. than who you are in that, in that moment. And so that's just a snippet. That's a very small window. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's why, you know, th- this podcast is powerful and what you're doing. I like to hear what was your vision and how you came about that. But this this part of you is a small part of who you are. Right. You know, you, your witness on your college campus. But this this is probably even this is falls into the, the category of a sermon because people can play it over and over and over yeah. and over and it can minister to different people, different people in different ways. So. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I am a bit curious. I know you're doing the podcast. <laughs> Ask me a question or I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm really intrigued. I think this is really awesome. You're doing a podcast as a young person. How do you, what's your viewpoint on ministry from a young person's perspective? From a young person's perspective. Well, I feel like ministry is anything, like what you're saying, the now. Because I've done Hope Corps. Mm-hmm. And Hope Corps is like so big about purpose, vision, right. and like, Helping people become. And yes. what is helping people become? It's constant. You're constantly trying True. to build people, lift people. And so I think a lot of people kind of look at ministry like, you know, just like all they see is the surface, True. not anything underneath. Right. But I think also I've had like the opportunity to be exposed to my family. My mom was a PK. I'm mm-hmm. not PK, but my mom was. So it's mm-hmm. like I kind of already know what that life's like without right. actually having to like live it directly. I got you. And yep. so I've seen from maybe like the outside looking in, mm-hmm. maybe. But um, I think it's just all like establishing a purpose in people and granting that vision to right. go and like go be a witness, go yes. fulfill the Great Commission. Yes. And so, I, yeah, I think in young people especially, it's, it's vital. Like you got to learn these things to even... <laughs> Go and pursue ministry. You gotta have <laughs> right. a prayer life. You gotta study True. the Bible. I mean, True. So many people miss that. It's just I think like installing that vision in people is so important. So I think that was really my main goal in the podcast. Awesome. That's pretty awesome. Thank you. So, but um, no, I'm really, I'm re- I really pray that young people, and I know this is probably not geared just to young people. It's geared to anybody. Yeah. Um, but I think people would be. Uh, better off in the pursuit mm-hmm. of ministry if they understood the framing of of the servanthood that goes along with it. I mean, nobody before people saw ever saw our face as a family <coughs> on a flyer. I mean, I can still remember. I don't know how old we were when we took our first like couples uh, picture, like flyer picture. Yeah, and we look back at that now. Like the poster picture. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Yeah, I like oh, you know every church we go to every yeah. every preacher has to like the yeah acquiring yeah we were like twenty four years old oh man god we look like kids mm, uh, that's it, a big deal <laughs> yeah but we're like we have to take uh, we were preaching something and they wanted to uh, oh I know what it was we were we were we were just uh, we were trying to get our fellowship card with the WPF or, mm-hmm. and and they needed a headshot oh, yeah. as a 24. couple. Yeah. 
And so it, for us, it was kind of weird because it was like we didn't see ourselves that way. Yeah. We just were like doing whatever needed to be done at the church. Yeah. I mean, getting getting kids on the bus for the youth just rallies, living. just living, just doing ministry. And for us, it was weird to kind of have this formative, established mm-hmm. optic of us in ministry. And I, I look at us now and people pull pull pictures off of social media of us as a family. It's just so weird to see the transition of us and the way that we're yes yes somebody somebody sent they just take screenshots and pictures it's like man who are we we don't even see ourselves as as anything we're not anything we're all just servants uh but it is interesting it is interesting when people see us in ministry we just want to be real people Mm -hmm. and let people know that that um to the the ability, the opportunity to operate in ministry is not un, unobtainable. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't take much to invite somebody to church. It doesn't take much to knock on somebody's door. And well, let especially them when people already have like to their advantage if they're like a natural extrovert or something. Yeah. Like, oh, especially use it to your advantage. Yeah, the extroverts like, don't have. Don't, you're an extrovert. You don't have an option. Yeah. If, you, like if people that are introverted personality, I know. That, my oh, wife, there's some... better at intimate conversations. Yeah, there's... Yeah, better just one-on-one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's some fears and apprehensions about engaging with people. Yeah. But but even in that, you know, that's why the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost gives you power and boldness. Mm-hmm. And people that are unlearned, the disciples were unlearned. They were not... They did not have some dynamic, astute intelligence or, or uh, formal <laughs> institutionalized education. But the but when they opened up their mouths, the Holy Ghost spoke, mm-hmm. and they had power. And so, introvert, extrovert, mm-hmm. shy, not shy. You know, it doesn't Literally. it doesn't matter. We all have an opportunity to do something powerful in the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. So, I'm inspired by what you're doing. Thank absolutely you so are. Well, awesome. I'm obviously inspired by what y'all are doing. Otherwise, I wouldn't have had you on the podcast. No, we're <laughs> but- we're. That's awesome. We thank you for taking time awesome. to invite us. Wow. Um, you mentioned when you came into the seminar how Jesus prepared the disciples in going out, like go mm-hmm. ye therefore and, but everything that follows. Could you kind of expand on that? Yeah. So th- there's there is a sitting down uh, with the disciples where Jesus was sending them out. Um, to minister, to cast out devils, and to heal. And he sent them out without stays, without money, without bread, um, without script, without two coats apiece, um, essentially sending them out in discomfort. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there's a great depth to that text, and, and I don't want to take much time on, on the podcast, but the depth of the text implies that there are some things there are some things that that we have in our lives that allow us or that we allow ourselves to be comfortable with mm-hmm. but sometimes comfort can prohibit us from doing the work of god oh definitely uh think you know when we say i'm not comfortable witnessing i'm not comfortable talking to so and so i'm not comfortable doing this knocking on, knocking door. on some doors yeah. i'm not comfortable with a solo i'm not mm-hmm. comfortable preaching a 15-minute sermon. Whatever our discomforts are, Jesus sent the disciples out in power and authority. And his idea 
to take away their stave, which was their protection, right. to take away the script, which was their, their money purse or their leftover bag, right. to take away their food, to take away their money, to take mm-hmm. away their coats where they'll be cold in those Mediterranean nights, was taking away all of their comforts while they were operating in ministry Mm -hmm. to teach them that you don't necessarily have to be comfortable Mm -mm. to fulfill a calling. Yeah, like what exactly, what what depth are you willing to go for the kingdom of God? Absolutely. If it is uncomfortable and you're doing the work of God, so be it. Mm -hmm. If you're not comfortable, if you feel like you're stretching yourself, wearing yourself thin, you don't have you don't have the intelligence, you don't have the experience, you don't possess the skill set. It doesn't matter. Yeah. When the power of God gets a hold of us, we can do all things. Exactly. We can do all things. So Truly, that's we can. that's yeah. powerful. That's powerful. Wow. And so yeah, we we as people should not rely on our comforts or discomforts. You know, sometimes just because you're an orator doesn't mean we don't need to rely on the Spirit of God to help us. Uh, just because you're skilled and have wisdom in a certain field, if you're good in graphic design, hey, pray before you design a graphic and say, God, yeah. God, give me some inspiration. Amen. Because when we rely on our own intuition, we rely on our own wisdom, uh, that's when we forsake uh, mm-hmm. the power of God. And so uh, trust in the Lord in all thy ways and lean not mm-hmm. on thy own understanding. Mm-hmm. And in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. So our paths of ministry are directed when we acknowledge the necessity and the need of God mm-hmm. in ministry. And so that's uh that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. That's a whole nother podcast worth of yeah. of content yeah. there. But part two on that, part two on that one. But no, wow. but um uh, it's I, I encourage I encourage anybody um that is that is seeking to to be involved in ministry. Uh, young couples, like a young yeah. <laughs> corn and ash. <laughs> we, we were just trying to figure out. We still feel yeah, like. Those headshots. Yeah, we still feel like <laughs> kids. We still feel like kids. Man. It's such an interesting always, journey. Always learning, always growing. Yeah, always, always becoming. Growing. Always Man. growing and becoming. So. Yeah. I, well, I hope I hope that helps somebody. Yeah. I hope so too. Well, it helped me. I know. I really, I enjoyed that. Thank yes. you so much for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. We're going to have to do this again sometime. Yep. Maybe you can speak a little more. <laughs> Get it. Uh, the but, comfort no, zone, huh? Yeah. No, that was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey guys, if you enjoyed this episode of The Apostolic Visionary, I encourage you to follow us on Instagram. That's where we'll be posting all the updates regarding special guest speakers, announcements about further episodes to come, and also follow us on your favorite podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave a rating, and share it with your friends. I applaud you for listening this far, and thank you so, so much. Hey, I repay all that I can say. Listen right here.